Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The score! This hour is brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto online at CarX.com. Matt Bowen. Two throws. This one aired out for Galloway. And with contact, it's picked off. Intercepted by Matt Bowen. NFL writer and analyst for ESPN. The ball came out. Right now they're calling fumble. Matt Bowen knocked it out. Seven-year NFL veteran. We always joke with you about where you were selected in the draft. Is it weird for you to see Tom Brady out there? We were watching Tom Brady. My youngest boy, Ronnie, said, well, why aren't you still playing? (laughs) I said, well... Uh, Defensive back coach for IC Catholic football. One of the greatest things and most rewarding things about being a high school coach is to see the impact it can have on your student athletes. Matt Bowen with Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. Let Matt Bowen talk. Shut up. We played his comments earlier in the show when he was talking about the possibility that Kevin Warren would be hired as president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. And now it has come to fruition. Matt Bowen joins us now in the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He's on Twitter, at MattBowen41. How about these Bears? How about this last week of, yeah. of what has happened for the Bears, of, of, of backing into the number one overall pick? Yeah, I agree. Having, a, having a, an end-of-season press conference that was not a complete clown show, and then actually following through and and hiring this guy, I'm I'm I'm, I'm adrift here. I don't really know. I, I don't have an aesthetic for for competent, intelligent bearsness. Well, the first thing is, do you guys expect Lovey Smith to go for two at the end of that football game? When we were watching it, we were we were all watching it together on on the set over NBC Sports Ooh. Chicago, and I was like, yeah. After after I was told some stuff. Matt, because I was told that that Lovey had asked about what his future was going to be, mm-hmm. and uh, the term that I got was non-committal. And I yep. said, once once that happened, I knew Lovey was going to try to win that game if he could, and he did. And look, they they caught some lucky breaks in that football game. Defensive back for Indianapolis could have closed it out. You, you got to make that play in the football. He didn't, but look what happened for the Chicago Bears in a position to draft number one. Uh, you played my comments earlier. I love the hire of Kevin Warren. 
I think it creates new leadership, new energy, and new voice in the building. And this might be, and this is just one, but it might be one of the most important off seasons for this franchise ever in terms of what they have in draft capital, the money they have in terms of their cap room to spend in free agency, their belief in quarterback Justin Fields, which I believe he will be the starting quarterback for Chicago next year. And now, look, there's a ton of work to do with this football team. We can all agree on that. But where they are right now, this should create excitement with the fan base and within the building at Hallis Hall. Have you talked to anybody about Kevin Warren? If you haven't, that's okay. I'm, I'm just curious if what people might be saying about him. I haven't, but I know he's got NFL experience. You know, and that's the first thing. Everyone understands what he's done the last couple of years in charge of the Big Ten Conference. But he does have NFL experience. He's been in NFL buildings before. And I like to move again because this is all new now. You have a new front office from last year, an entirely new coaching staff, a new president. And I'm going to tell you right now, we've talked about this throughout the season, that roster is going to get really turned over this offseason. So you have a lot of new players at key positions next year. So everything now is in terms of looking at the upside and the future of what you can build here. And the idea is to build a winner to win the division, compete yearly in the playoffs. I think people are waiting to see, too, the level of football input he's going Mm -hmm. to have because he could reasonably say that he's a football side guy. As much of, mm-hmm. of a business side guy and legal side, he's done a little bit of everything. And I'm, I'm waiting to hear what's going to make fans happy, where that sweet spot is of knowing football, but knowing what, is, what he shouldn't weigh in on and when. Yeah, I agree. And you do want a football guy in the building. That, that's my belief. You want someone with a football background in that building. doesn't mean you're making every decision, but you're involved in the decision-making process in terms of personnel, how the roster's built, what you're doing with your coaching staff, how you're developing and building your football team. Dan, I do think that's important to have a true football guy in the building, someone with football experience who can weigh in on those discussions. And, and Lawrence and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when you were off. Just how important it is within the building to have that energy um, to have those leaders, to have those discussions, to have everyone on the same page where there is accountability within the building and you're doing the right things and taking the right steps, especially this offseason with so much at stake in terms of where they are in the draft, like we talked about where they are in free agency, to get it right. You got to get it right this offseason, Dan. It has to be done right. What would you do with the number one pick? That's a great question because – Look, let's say if the Bears stay at number one. And again, we have to go through free agency first. But looking at free agency and the edge rushes that are available, you want to draft an edge rusher in this class, in my opinion. I think that's what they should do, whether it's at number one or moving back, let's say, to number four, where you can acquire more picks and make a trade for a team to come up in front of Houston for a quarterback. But for me, it'd be Will Anderson. And, Lawrence, I know you've, you've watched Will Anderson play a lot of football at Alabama. But I think he's a difference maker. And I think you need a difference maker in this defense that can rush the quarterback but also close out football games and be absolutely disruptive off the edge. That's what I see in Will Anderson. Obviously, I have to study him more throughout the draft process. But if I'm going into this draft, knowing what is on the market in free agency, this is the player I want on my football team. Now, how do I get him? That's the next step. Are they going to take him at one or do they move back? Because right now, look, there's a lot of time left in this draft process. We assume it's going to be Bryce Young, the number one quarterback taken in this class. But again, there's a lot of time. Let's say it is him. Someone will come up to get him. There's no question about it. And there's going to be a discussion point about Bryce Young in terms of his physical profile. He doesn't have the physical profile of a Justin Fields. He has a very narrow frame. But if you watch him play the game of football, 
and I've watched him play the game of football. To me, he is the best quarterback in this class. But Pete Futek yesterday said that he thinks when all is said and done, Will Levis is going to be QB1. Well, that, that's a great point, Dan, because we just talked about physical profile, right? Well, Levis has the physical tools you want in a quarterback, especially as a top 10 quarterback. When you look at someone like a Josh Allen or a, a Justin Fields, a Justin Herbert, those physical traits or physical tools, Will Levis is going to have those in terms of his physical profile compared to a Bryce Young. Now, will that happen? We've seen it before, guys. We know how the top 10 of the NFL draft works in terms of ups, upside, height, weight, and speed, and physical profile. That's how it works. But in terms of playing the game of football right now, and again, I have more to study, but right now, for me, Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this class. I agree with you, but I, there is one part of it that, that you brought up that I wanted to get your opinion on. Do you think what we've seen with Tua – because Ooh. he's a little like he, he's bigger than Bryce, actually. But do you think he because he's a little bit more slight that people will knock Bryce Young and go, hey, we got a quarterback that perhaps could get ragdolled at the NFL level, and we might run into some of the same issues that the Dolphins ran into with Tua? I think it's a great question, Lawrence. And I do think that it'll be a major discussion point. Look, right, right now, Bryce Young is listed at six foot one ninety-four. That's a college listing. That means nothing. I was listed at six foot three at Iowa. <laughs> Not even close to six foot three. Okay. And I did it myself. I mean, I remember we had to write it down. I just wrote it down myself. I'm like six three sounds. Why really did you write good. six nine? <laughs> <laughs> but I said I was six three. I got to the combine. I was six foot one. So uh, there, there's a lot of movement in terms of those college listings. So is Bryce Young six foot? Is he 194 pounds? Is he 185 pounds? Yeah, I don't know that. Yet. I, you know, I, I, don't I think five eleven, one eighty five 185 is about right for him. But we've seen, especially probably the last five, six years in the NFL, that the profile of what you want at the quarterback position has changed because offenses have changed, because quarterbacks are more protected now. And because you are seeing a more high volume throwing offense and RPOs and play action and moving the quarterback to the edges of the pocket, the profile has changed. You know, we went through this when everyone put their evals out on Kyler Murray, right? And Kyler Murray does not have the physical profile of Justin Fields. But we've seen Kyler Murray can play football at a high level in this league if you put him in the right system and tailor the system to his traits in terms of his mobility and his throwing traits. So that can be done. And I don't think that as much as when I came out, uh, of college it was everyone wanted Carson Palmer right everyone wanted the physical mm -hmm. the physical profile and a drop back quarterback who could drive it from the pocket and I know we've talked about that's such an important trait to have still but the game has changed so much the quarterback position is much more athletic it requires movement ability it requires someone who can manage the pocket and also escape extend outside the pocket so will it be discussion point I think it will and some teams, Lawrence, they, they might still have their model. This is the height, weight, and speed we want at the quarterback position. And that will take Bryce Young and move him down their board a little bit for someone like Will Levis. I know football fans, longtime NFL fans, who insist their favorite weekend is wild card weekend. And if you think that, the way it's structured now, it might be tough to argue against it. Because you look at this slate, Saturday – the two games are, are Seahawks 49ers and then Chargers Jaguars. Three games Sunday. Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings, Ravens, Bengals at night, and then the Monday night game is Cowboys at Buccaneers. This is a this is a feast of meaningful material football games with a lot of star power. 
It is, and a lot of high-quality football. I mean, you, you just talk about the Monday night game with Dallas and Tampa Bay. I mean, that is probably the highest-profile game of the week uh, with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Micah Parsons, what they have in Dallas, C.D. Lamb against Tom Brady. And the way Tom Brady has played the last couple weeks of the season, I think he's starting to play his best football. And the question I have about a team like Tampa is, can they generate some run game efficiency? Or does Tom Brady have to drop back and throw the ball 40-plus times again? That's a very interesting game to me. But the rest of the games, like you said, Dan, are great football games. Seattle-San Francisco, don't sleep on that game. Don't sleep on Pete Carroll and Seattle, what they can do against that San Francisco defense. And you get to see a player like Brock Purdy. You know, a rookie, last pick in the draft out of Iowa State, and what he's done in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Very very poised, very confident in the pocket. Quick release of the football. They can scheme him up on play-action throws. He's got more mobility than Jimmy Garoppolo. So you're seeing more movement and boot concepts with Brock Purdy. And also Kyle Shanahan's run game is the best. The best I've studied in years in the National Football League. How they create numbers at the point of attack and blocking angles at the point of attack. And now you add a high-profile player like a Christian McCaffrey to that run game, they might be the team to beat in the NFC. What are your thoughts on the Vikings? Because through 17 games, I, I'm i still stuck. At, I, I'm not right. sure what they are. I agree. And it's interesting because I went – they're playing the Giants this weekend. I went back and watched uh, the first game they played. It was back in week 16. And Daniel Jones threw for 300-plus yards against the Vikings secondary. I do think you, know, you can attack the Minnesota corners. And the Giants did that. Now, look, the Giants don't have high-profile wide receivers. I'm talking about Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins. They don't have C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans out there. But they were able to attack the perimeter against the Minnesota corners. They also used heavy play action with Daniel Jones, worked the middle of the field. And Minnesota is playing more man coverage than they have in the past. And teams are going, going after it. That's what they're doing. Now, offensively with Minnesota, here's the thing. Justin Jefferson, we know how talented he is. He's a top five, maybe top three wide receiver, maybe the number one wide receiver in the NFL right now. You have to challenge him. Okay, what drives me nuts watching these games sometimes is when a wide receiver gets free access off the ball. What does that mean? You don't jam him. You don't disrupt him. You don't reroute him at the line of scrimmage. You allow Justin Jefferson to get free access off the ball. He's going to catch 12 to 14 passes on you. He's that good. He's that good within the route stem. He's that good at the catch point. He's got excellent body control to finish. And the Giants, in my opinion, gave him too much free access. So I want to see how do they counter. You have the tape from week 16. Do they jam and reroute at the line of scrimmage? Do they play more press cover two? And do they play more press man? Because if you don't and you give Kirk Cousins time, when he has a clean pocket, he will light you up. Well, that raises the stakes, too. You best not miss because yeah. if you're going to go for that jam – and he all of a sudden swims through it, or or he he jukes away from it. Then it's hand in the air and and a touchdown. It is. But go back, okay, go back a couple weeks ago when Green Bay played Minnesota, and they really limited Justin Jefferson. They they did a lot of different things. They played cover two, you know, press cover two with the corner really rolled up. So if you do miss the jam, Dan, you have corner uh, safety over the top, right? But pure, they you're also, saying two man or cover or pure actual t- cover two both okay i would play both because you can be aggressive in that situation with the safety over the top that if you do miss you can still get back to the bottom hit and play with that safety over the top they use some bracket coverages against him right you can walk a linebacker out when he's in a slot alignment to try to jam him at the line of scrimmage make it hard for him and look when you jam a wide receiver you disrupt time 
And in a timing-based offense, in terms of a time-based pass game like Minnesota has, now Kirk Cousins has got to come off that read. He's got to go somewhere else. So that's my point of all this. When you play a high-level wide receiver, just because they're high-level, don't back away from them. You know, challenge them even more and make it difficult for them. Do you think that that after winning the NFC South, the, the Buccaneers have had enough time to figure some stuff out and could actually be a challenge against the Cowboys? I think they can because a couple of reasons. One, they're a very zone-heavy defense, but they, do, they can do a good job of late rotation, spinning their safeties late, and they do like to bring pressure. And Dak Prescott has not played his best football. I think he's got an interception each of his last seven games of the regular season. He's turning the ball over at an extremely high rate. So you're going to have to create some turnovers. You're going to have to create some field position for Tom Brady. The, the concerns I have, Lawrence, with Tampa is they don't have a high run game efficiency, and they have not had a consistent tight end element in their pass game this season. Obviously, they don't have Rob Gronkowski anymore. They have a young player, Kate Ott, in that position, but he is not Gronk, and they have not been able to work the middle of the field at a consistent rate like they did with Gronkowski. Now, a couple weeks ago against Carolina, Tom Brady had his best day of the season. Those were one-on-one throws. Tom Brady is still one of the best at identifying and throwing the vertical one-on-ones. So you're going to have to get some opportunities with Mike Evans. And if he's matched up versus Trayvon Diggs, a very aggressive corner who will bite on double moves and squat on routes, you might have some opportunities over the top. But the lack of – they have to be able to run the ball with some efficiency, and I think the tight end must be a factor in that pass game. Matt, what's the best landing spot for Sean Payton, in your opinion? Well, he's going to want a quarterback, first of all. We all know that, right? Um, Arizona is interesting to me of the type of offense he would run with Kyler Murray. Um, Outside of the design runs and the things you could do with him athletically, I want to look at the pass game there and what he would do. Would he have a similar pass game in Arizona with Kyler Murray like he had with Drew Brees in New Orleans, where it is a lot of intermediate throws, where it is a lot of high-level reads? We are defining it for your quarterback so he can see it quickly and get the ball in his hands quickly. Because I think if you can take Kyler Murray and develop him even more as a thrower from the pocket, then you have someone that is extremely, extremely hard to defend. Now, with Arizona, it's interesting because will DeAndre Hopkins still be there? Are you still going to have your number one wide receiver? But that's one place I look at and say, I would love to see Sean Payton's pass game and Sean Payton's offense with a quarterback with the talent of Kyler Murray. It's the question is the work ethic then, and the question from everything we've right. heard and from what the team has said and structuring the deal. Would Sean Payton want to say, "Look, we, we, I can I can get the most out of you, but you're you going have to commit. You, yeah, you're going to have to want to, especially get, to a Sean Payton offense. That's what I mean. That's what right. I mean. That's a big risk. It is, but you have to, and I agree with that. And as a pro athlete, you have to want to be coached. As an athlete at any level, you have to want to be coached. You have to want to be pushed. You have to want to be held accountable. It's the only way you're going to prove. I don't care what sport we're talking about. I don't care if it's Pop Warner football. If you if you don't want to be coached and you don't want to be challenged and you don't want to study and put in the extra time, especially when you're a quarterback, and that's the thing about this discussion. Quarterback position is so different because it is so demanding. It is held in such high regard because you have the keys to the offense. The offense goes if you go. That's it. It's one thing to say run the football. We talk about it all the time. But eventually, especially in the NFL, you have to win throwing the ball in today's NFL. So that makes it a very interesting dynamic because I'd like to see a coach like Sean Payton with Kyler Murray because I do think he will coach him. I do think he will create rapid development given his skill set. Matt Bowen, thanks as always. Look forward to talking next week. All right, guys. Thank you.
That's Matt Bowen. I'm going to fulfill a tease that uh, I gave you yesterday. Really? things got very strange. I mentioned that the Pro Bowl is no more, but Pro Bowl weekend is a thing. It, I've, I have the actual league descriptions here of the skills competition, and it sounds like a bunch of people got high and wrote this. Okay. It's going to be great. I love it. Let's do it. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. He's a pro bowler. Oh, God. Hey, wait a minute. Do you want to tell a story? (laughs) You can. (laughs) Who was it? You were a big fan. What bear was it? Oh, I forgot. It's a... Harlan Hill. It was was Harlan Hill. It was Harlan Hill. Harlan Hill. That's right. (laughs) Harlan Hill. Hey, it says here on the screen, you're a pro bowler. How did you... Well, you work in the side circuits. (laughs) Score classic. And the the trivia question there is who was the associate producer who typed into the screen that Harlan Hill was a pro bowler that Murph Ah, misinterpreted ah, ah, as meaning he was a professional bowler? Who typed it in? Was it Spiegel? No. It was a current NBA TV play-by-play guy. It was Eric, Eric Collins. Collins. Oh, it was EC. It was hot fudge. I used to call him. Oh man, yeah, we got a pretty good list of play-by-play guys that came out of right? this place. Yeah, it was EC that typed that into the screen, and Murph got so mad. Yeah, uh, got some bad. Yeah, it says here you're a pro bowler. Come on, man. Got some bad information. I have some good information. What? This from 
the Council of Presidents and Chancellors for the Big Ten Conference. Ooh, that sounds august. Yeah, it really does. They are grateful to Commissioner Kevin Warren for his valuable service to the conference and its member institutions over the past three years. He has guided this conference with an innovative spirit, a passion for people, and exceptional business acumen. Commissioner Warren was pivotal in the expansion from 14 to 16 academic and athletic member institutions to leading the media rights negotiations for the conference. He has been dedicated to building inclusion and equity in the conference while championing mental health and wellness. We thank him for his service and wish him the very best in his new endeavor as the president and chief executive officer of the Chicago Bears. The Big Ten Conference remains in a position of strength during this pivotal time in collegiate athletics, and its world-class institutions remain committed to providing an exceptional experience for our student-athletes. The Council of Presidents and Chancellors will work with Commissioner Warren during this transition phase and begin a national search for the seventh Big Ten Conference Commissioner. I've got your guy. He's currently the Commissioner of the ACC. And so, was a finalist to be the commissioner of the Big Ten, yeah, and you Dr. Gotta, Jim Phillips. And you got to get out of the ACC. and got to get out of there fast. So just double whatever he's making and bring him in. But that's not why you called. Okay. There is no Pro Bowl anymore. But there is sort of a Pro Bowl celebration. And they're going to do things. <laughs> I love this. I love this too. Okay. So what is Pro Bowl this, this two days? It's Thursday, February 2nd. And Sunday, February 5th. So there's going to be a whole Pro Bowl weekend here that's going to involve things like the following. Epic Pro Bowl Dodgeball. A multi-round tournament of classic dodgeball featuring four teams of five players that begins with the offenses and defenses from both conferences squaring off culminates in an AFC-NFC showdown. In the first match, it's AFC offense against AFC defense. And then the NFC offense and the NFC defense. In the finales, the AFC winner and NFC winner will determine which conference will earn three points. Okay. So think of this like like uh, Harry Potter. And it just, it's AFC versus NFC earning, earning points along the way to win the cup. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Duck, dive, dip, dip. dodge, and dodge, right? <laughs> Whatever Patches O'Hulahan <laughs> would say. Now, lightning round. Each conference will select 16 players to compete in a three-part elimination challenge. Keep Drew Brees out of it. That will leave one player left at the end to earn three points. In the first event, Splash Catch. Okay. Teammate pairings from each conference will toss water balloons yes! back and forth from increasing distances. This is like North Star Camp. This is like the Green and White Marathon. Each tandem that completes all of their tosses advances to the second phase. In lightning round high stakes, advancing players will attempt to catch punts from a jugs machine to earn a place representing their conference in the final round. In lightning round thrill of the spill, the remaining <laughs> players from each conference, wait, wait for it, will aim at targets attached to a bucket hanging above the head of an opposing conference's coach. Oh, that's great. The first team to dunk the bucket, dump the bucket on the opposing coach earns three points for his conference. The bucket. Yep. <laughs> okay. Longest drive. Four players from each conference will compete in a challenge and drive a golf ball the furthest distance off a tee. I really love this because there's a lot of players that play golf. I do wish they could get Mike Trout in here. Have you ever seen his video from Top Golf? Yeah. Where he hits the ball to the moon. How about Nelson Cruz? 
Each player will get three swings. The player that drives it, the it should be farthest. Within the boundaries on each side of the fairway will win three points. Precision passing. Each of the conference's three quarterbacks will battle it out in a one-minute accuracy competition, accumulating points by hitting as many targets as possible. The quarterback with the highest individual score is the winner and earns three points for his conference. There are a total of ten targets, either static or attached to robotic dummies and drones, each worth a different amount, ranging from one to five points. There is a long-toss bucket 60 yards away that's worth ten points. Bucket. All right, now this is a this is a two round uh, competition called best catch. Two players from each conference will compete in a best catch competition, showing off their creativity, inventiveness, and talent. The first round is Thursday. The players will showcase their best receptions in highlight reels shot at iconic venues around Las Vegas. That's wild. Fans will vote online to determine their favorite catch by a player in each conference, and the players with the highest votes will compete in the finals on Sunday. On Sunday, the top vote-getters from each conference will compete head-to-head, performing in front of a panel of celebrity judges. Okay? Do we know who the celebrity judges are? We don't yet. There's more. Gridiron Gauntlet, a (laughs) side-by-side relay race showcasing strength, speed, and agility. Six players from each conference will compete to see who finishes first and wins three points. The four-part gauntlet, each segment 40 yards in length, includes a series of breakaway walls, a section of climbing over walls and under tables, a tire run, and a blocking sled carrying a legend coach across the finish line. Marv Levy. Exactly. Hi, is Marv 100 yet? I think so, but he he has to be he has to be dressed like a like a jungle warlord. He has to have like the epaulets and the and the wraparound sunglasses. I'm fine with that. Military hat, like a corncob pipe, and he's pointing into the distance. Kick tack toe. <laughs> Each team's kicker, punter, and long snapper. Complete, compete in a giant tic-tac-toe competition to showcase their respective skills. The first team to complete a connecting line of three squares or hit five squares total will be declared the winner and earn three points for his conference. I don't know exactly how this is going to work. I don't know if there's areas on the net that they have to... Uh, we'll see. I don't know, but I, I want Manly, Maynard, and Gold out there and for the longest drive competition because all three of them can golf. Move the chains. Four teams, two from each conference, will compete side-by-side in a weighted wall pull that will showcase their strength, speed, and ingenuity. Each team of five players is responsible for pulling a wall loaded with heavy weights 10 yards as quickly as possible using first down chains. So now we're bringing the equipment into it. They're going to learn what it's like to... To be on the chain gang. Yep. The Pro Bowl game skills competitions will have cumulative scoring leading up to the flag football games on Sunday. Yeah, and the flag football game is not going to be fun at all. But but this will be in Texas, right? It does have an American Gladiators feel to it, and I like it. And superstars, those of us old enough to remember Net- how much Network we superstars, love. Gabe Kapler no, no, out no. there. No, 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 actual superstars. Oh. Real superstars. When it's Ronaldo Nehemiah against Willie Galt and Willie Wilson. Oh, or like when... when uh, Wayne Gretzky ran past Pelé. Yeah, you want to look up some stuff. Videos of the actual superstars competition, that was a thing. Well, I, and then they'd get into the swimming competition. There'd be some guy you've never heard of. There's like a water skier named named Wayne Randazzo. Wayne Grimditch. Oh. 
I believe his name, I, I can't believe I'm trying to remember this, I believe his name was Wayne Grimditch, and he just blew everybody away in the swimming competition, like, who the hell is this guy? And then and then they had to uh, run the, the 100 against Willie Wilson. Yeah, and good Ronaldo luck. And Maya. Good luck with all of that. Yep. Well, I do love I do love that. Is it Wayne Gretzky, Pelé, Bjorn Borg, yeah. and Sugar Ray? It sounds right. They got big names. And, and Wayne Gretzky blew their doors off. Like, it wasn't close. And I know Pelé, I think, was 49 or whatever. But still, Gretzky was like, and gone. Out, 88 out the gate. The Battle of the Network stars that you're talking about was different. Yeah, because then it was it was Gabe Gabe Kaplan. It, yeah. Who was Robert Conrad? Robert, Ro- that's who I'm thinking of. Like because Robert Conrad, he was took a it red super ass. seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he really, really wanted to win. Yep. So the NFL, they got rid of the. Didn't they have a drone drop a couple of years ago? Where you know you can only do so much with a jugs machine. So you send a drone up 200 feet and see if someone can catch it. I'm looking at the Gretzky video now. Why are they running in rugby shirts? I don't know. All I know is that that the great one was like, I'm out. Yeah, that's that's not and he slowed up at the end too. Hit him with the Tyree kill. <laughs> he didn't even run through the tape. And just gone. Right? I love it. I love I love this idea of actually making it fun. And I wonder if we'll see guys say, uh, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there are going to be more people that stick around for this than they would the Pro Bowl game. And I've talked to you know, talked to Olin about this, talked to Lance about this. The Pro Bowl is, when it was in Hawaii, it can be a hassle. Like, there's a, there's a lot that you have to do. And, you know, for Olin, it was even more because he's home and, you know, you got all sorts of stuff going on. But this seems like it would just be like, let's hang out. Everyone can go get drunk if they want to and still show up to this thing and have some fun. And and it, it'll be worth watching, I think. Man, if, if I could get out a Battle of the Network Stars rabbit hole here that I've got, these are consecutive photos of a shirtless Ed Asner Sweet. And Linda Carter well, just rocking the blue t-shirt and, I mean, and the short shorts. She's still Wonder Woman. That's I mean, all-timer. Still Wonder Woman. Great on Twitter, by the way. Linda Carter? Yeah. Is really, she? Really good follow. She seems to... She, her and Chris Evans, I think, have both tried to embody the character that they played. Like she's she's tried to embody being Wonder Woman and he's tried to embody being Captain America. There's another Chris Evans on Twitter who's also really good. Who's just he, he just a, a a commentator activist. Oh, who's it, 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 I think I think his Does hand, he get mixed up all the time? Well, I think his handle is actually not Cap or something like that. Okay. Or something but he's he's very smart and and very interesting. Yeah, I I I would suggest uh look it up the Battle of the Network stars Linda Carter. If you got a, well, I mean anything, Linda Carter. Like even now, Linda Carter. Yeah. Like what is she? Probably early. 70s? I think she. Yeah, I think she's in her early seventies. She was. Uh, it was great because DC. One of the things they actually got right were their television shows, their movies, and obviously they're like retconning everything now over mm-hmm. at DC. She played the president on Supergirl, and it was like one of those like, hey, 
It's Linda Carter. Hell yeah, it's Linda Carter. It's Wonder Woman out here with Supergirl. But she's not being Wonder Woman. But we all know she's Wonder Woman. Mike Rankin found it. He found the 1978 Superstars final, the swimming final. Look who that who's the commentators appear to be Frank Gifford, Bill Russell, and Reggie Jackson. No way. That was your broadcasting team. That's a ama- that is an amazing feat in itself. Those are the commentators. And then the hundred yard swim, Dwight Stones, Wayne Grimditch, Dave Casper, Ben Davidson, Lynn Casper, Mark Van Egan, and oh. Steve Garvey. Get out of here! And if I remember, if I, 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 I think this is right. Right? Did you watch the whole thing, Mike? Does Wayne Grimditch just absolutely uh, lap the field literally? None of these these leagues would allow this now, right? Like, no one would allow any of like the current. Con- I don't think the contracts would. Allow, I mean, maybe you'd be allowed to swim. I, I don't know. No one's allowing it, especially the Minnesota Twins. No, Carlos. You Mm-mm. can't go be in superstars or else we pick up the option to get rid of you at the end of the season. Damn it. That's your broadcast. I'm, I'm Frank Gifford along with Reggie Jackson and Bill Russell. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, when we come back, there is a high profile NFL coach who's thinking of not being a coach anymore. Yeah, we should discuss it because it's, it's got some bigger ramifications outside of football. So let's discuss that next on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. Station, Station, Station. It does affect that I don't take lightly and want to be mindful of, and so... I'm going to take the next couple days um, to really be able to kind of reflect. Obviously, a lot of conversations with various people um, that will dictate and determine um, the decision that's best for me, my family, um, the Rams, and a lot of people. And that's kind of where we're at with that. That is Rams head coach Sean McVay after the season. Now, to set up what we're going to discuss, I think it would be good just to hear a quick uh, bit of sound from Mike Florio, who had this to say on NBC's Football Night in America about McVeigh's future. If he steps down, and there is a growing sense that he will, my understanding it's not because of burnout or he wants to get into TV. He won his Super Bowl, and now he's looking at a multi-year rebuild that he just doesn't want to be a part of. And if he does choose to step away, think about the ripple effects that this may cause. Defensive tackle Aaron Donald almost retired last year. What would he do? And quarterback Matthew Stafford, who's had plenty of injuries, has a $57 million guarantee that fully vests in March. Will the new coach want Matthew Stafford or want to move on? A lot of questions beginning with, will Sean McVay be back? Okay. So Sean McVay is 36 years old. And he's already won a Super Bowl, and obviously, like that—that that was the whole thing of bleep them picks and trying to do selling out to do everything you can to try and win a Super Bowl. And now you're on the backside of that. There are ramifications, repercussions, consequences. 
of doing that, which is you have to try and rebuild. And it's been, the season's been ugly. You had Stafford being injured for a big portion of it. They did have the the miracle comeback engineered by Baker Mayfield, who had just gotten there. But there's been a lot of stuff. There was a stuff with, between him and Cam Akers where he was upset and he kind of left the team for a while and then they, they fixed that. I understand Mike's point, but I do wonder if we should offer McVay the grace of, I'm just burned out on all of this. He's also mentioned, too, that because his, his wife is Ukrainian. Yep. And the stress that the the war and strife have caused on her, her family and friends, that that has also weighed on him. It, it's funny because when you are that age and you've, like, you've reached a milestone, you've reached an accomplishment. I'm sure that as he was growing up in a football family and thinking about once his playing careers were over, playing career was over in college, of wanting to desperately be a coach, and then you get the opportunity. You, he was one of the bright young coaches around the NFL, and then the youngest head coach in the NFL, and he's building this championship team. And you get there, and you're 36, and you go, okay, so I, I, I did that. Do I need to do it again? Am I, will I be satiated or satisfied doing it again, or did I get what I needed by accomplishing the goal? Well, I was thinking of a comp, and if he were to go into the broadcast booth, that would be understandable if he just wanted to have a, a, a little more certainty in his professional life and a little less volatility in his professional life. It's been done before mm-hmm. by someone who at the time was the youngest head coach in the NFL, who won a Super Bowl, had a couple more solid years, and then at the age, I think, 42, joined CBS as a color commentator in 1979, and for John Madden, the rest was history. And I'm not saying that he would do this forever, but because you know that, as we've seen with Sean Payton or anybody else, it is where you're going to see with Urban Meyer, that usually the broadcast job is not your destination and it's just you know, where, where you wait until your next opportunity. Yeah, I do wish some of the guys would embrace it because, look, I, I think that – I think Urban Meyer is a bad guy. I think he's an excellent broadcaster. I think he's great at what he does. And I wish that were enough for him. But with some guys, the coaching thing is a drug and they can't wait to get like Matt Nagy. Like I was really hoping that he would do like a walkabout and figure some stuff out. But when you've got the opportunity to go coach a a presumptive MVP in Patrick Mahomes, I, I guess it's hard to turn that down and it allows you to get back into the cycle. All of this is, I, I, we can't really look at it at coaches as a, monolith like everyone has different things and I think the point that you make about his wife and what's going on with her and her family with the war in Ukraine uh, I I think makes a lot of sense I, I just keep wondering like what when you get to the top of the mountain do you go to another mountain some people do not everybody's wired the same way everybody's different and I wouldn't begrudge him I wouldn't either I, I do think that it's the, the downside of it is a football 
team needs to operate. And I wonder what the conversations have been like of, Sean, how much time do you need? Because if you're not coming back, we need to make plans here. And he allowed for the coaches to, if they wanted to make lateral moves, which is not ordinarily allowed, they can. You can't stop anyone from interviewing, but you can stop them from making a lateral move. Is he setting it up so that you know Raheem Morris gets the opportunity to just be the coach? Sort of like what Arians did? Mm-hmm. Is he actually going through the... All of the, do I want to be a coach? Do I still want to, do I, am I driven by this? I'm fascinated by it. Especially at, at his age. That maybe you you get out of that business with your right. mental health intact. I got my ring, I got my wife, I got my health, and I'm young. And I've got all the money that I'm ever going to need. And if I need more money, I can just go do the broadcasting thing because... I think that he's one of those guys that would be really good at it. We all know he's got like the photographic memory and and all that other stuff. And he's funny. And actually it, you can see in the commercials that he does his comic timing is good. He gets into his the, his roles that he is And he uh, does a perfect embody. chest bump. Yes. His um, chest bump in that Campbell's Soup commercial is ideal. Well, I think when you're his size and you're chest bumping NFL players, your form's got to be perfect. Right, or you will get knocked out. Speaking of which, and I can't believe this, I think I'm the only one, and actually I didn't see it. Jason saw it and rewound the tape last night. Find the moment in the Bulls game when Kyle Kuzma chest bumps Andre Drummond. Okay, Drummond's not moving. Drummond's 300 pounds. He's standing right there and Kuzma runs smack dab into him and falls over, and he's lying on his back underneath the basket. Well, I forgot exactly if it's Drummond or someone else next to him who picks up the ball, and after the whistle, idly flips it up toward the rim. No, Everyone ignores then ignores the basketball. And the broadcast did not go back and, and see this. I did, because my son saw it. The ball goes through the basket, and lands right on Kuzma's ball sack. On his newts. He's lying right there. And it's and no one's looking at it. And he's like, he just ran into Andre Drummond. He's like, oh my God, am I okay? I just ran into a wall. Yeah, and he's trying. He played really hard. He's got his, Derek Jones cut up his face yeah, and everything. I, like, I he was, was trying to figure out why didn't they challenge that? Fingernail. That was that was clear. That was that was like a, a, a wrestling move almost. Yeah, 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 but like why didn't they challenge it? Because it was clearly a foul. Yeah, it was obviously a foul. I'm bleeding. Yeah, he ripped his head open. So, but but seriously, go. I don't know if we can find it, but go back and, and look. He's lying there, and and then after the game, I was thinking like that was the omen. That's what we should have known because that's what happened to us as Bulls fans last night. That was the feeling. You're feeling you're lying on the ground, and somebody somebody standing on your nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says it's the McVay thing is like Obama riding off to the sunset. There, there's this thing called term limits. He couldn't be president anymore. What else is he supposed to do? Well, he could just declare that there was massive fraud <laughs> in the creation of those rules. And then change the Constitution right. and get a third. T- he did, so you, the, the Texas point is that he didn't try hard enough. Right, he didn't declare himself the, the, the duly elected governor of Arizona. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, we have two friends that worked with that woman. We do? Yeah. 
with 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 Miss Crazy Pants. Yeah. Oh, in media. Yeah, okay. Matt Rodewald. Oh, that's right. Rodewald was at the same station. He's anchoring with her and Sierra. They were both on the desk with that lady. Oh, that's that's fantastic. The world is a very interesting place these days. Is Jason Leisure here? Is he in there with you guys? Oh, I didn't even see him. Yeah. All right. Well, it's not like when Aunt Heron walks in and blots out the sun. It's true. Your radio partner, Jason Leisure, will join us in studio next here on The Score. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.